0: Hi, this is Jamie Crawford with Breakthrough Ministries. Thanks for downloading our Wow God podcast. Make sure you subscribe to get our latest podcast. We appreciate your partnership. It helps keep our ministry going. We hope you enjoy our podcast. Welcome to our Wow God podcast. I have Pastor Ron Bruner of Kingfisher First Assembly of God in Kingfisher, Oklahoma. I just want to welcome you, Pastor Ron.
1: It's great to be with you again, Pastor Jamie, on the Wow God podcast. Uh, We're excited about the questions that we're dealing with.
0: Well, this is part 11, or part 13, actually, of... Of questions people have about the Bible. And you've been answering several questions people have about the Bible. And so today, Pastor Ron, what is today's question?
1: Well, today's question, Pastor Jamie, is what is the Lord's Supper? And and we'll also say, so that people won't be confused as we go through here, uh, it is also called communion. And and most commonly is is referred to many times as communion. Uh so so they're the same. The Lord's Supper, communion are the same. Uh we we find it in Matthew 26:17 through 30. And also in Luke 22, 7 through 23. And so I would encourage the listeners to, uh, of course, read those passages there uh, where Jesus is having and instituting uh, the Lord's Supper with his disciples, the first Lord's Supper. And I'm going to use some of those scriptures today, but uh, I would encourage the listeners just to to read those passages. And so uh, we're going to look at Matthew 26, 17. It says, now, the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying unto him, Where will you have us prepare to eat the Passover? So uh, notice here that uh, the question is, is where are we going to eat the Passover? And we want to uh, go back and just look at that word Passover, Pastor Jamie, for just a moment. Uh You can find the first Passover where it was instituted in Exodus, the 12th chapter. Now, the Passover, uh, it was the the celebration of Passover was about the Israelites being delivered from Egypt bondage from being slaves in Egypt. And God, uh, through the plagues that he sent upon Egypt, had been trying to get Pharaoh to release the Egyptians. And so nine plagues had came. Pharaoh was still resistant and wouldn't allow the people of Israel to go free from bondage. And so God... Uh, told them, he said, okay, there's going to be a tenth plague. And with this tenth plague, all the firstborn are going to die unless unless they follow God's instruction to protect themselves and their family. And what was God's instructions? Well, God told them to kill a lamb and put the lamb... Uh, the blood of the lamb over the doorpost, over the top of the door, and on each side of the door on the doorpost. And when the death angel passed over Egypt and saw the blood, that that no child in that household would die. And so that's that's what they're talking about, Pastor Jamie. When in Matthew 26:17, they asked Jesus, "Where are we going to eat the Passover?" And uh, what's it, what's very significant about this, and we'd like our listeners to know, is that uh, Egypt represents the world. And uh, the slavery represents that we're all slaves to sin. We were all born in sin, and we're all slaves to sin. And then, of course, uh, the death, the fact that if they didn't put the blood over the doorposts, there would be death in the house. Um The wages of sin is death, Romans 6.23. And so when Jesus was crucified, he became our Passover lamb. And by his blood, we're set free from sin and death. In John 11.26, it says, Whosoever believes in me shall never die. And so when we accept Christ as our personal Savior, yes, we may die physically, but we're never going to die because when we die, we're automatically in heaven. And that's what Jesus was saying there. He's saying you can't ever die. And we know that Jesus was the Passover Lamb. He became our Passover Lamb in John 1 and 29 where He says, uh, Behold the Lamb of God which takes away the sins of the world. So there we learn that Jesus was the Passover Lamb. He was becoming On this night where he instituted the Lord's Supper, he was becoming the Passover lamb. The next day he would be crucified on the cross. So Israel had been celebrating this Passover in order to remember that God had delivered them from Egypt bondage. And when we take the Lord's Supper or communion, it reminds us that Jesus died on the cross for us and shed his blood for our sins. If we look in Matthew twenty six twenty, it says, Now when the evening was come, he sat down with the twelve. And here, Pastor Jamie, um, we want to talk a little bit about that passage there because he says um, that they, he sat down with the twelve. Well, so they all sat around a table. I know that probably everybody has seen uh, pictures of the Lord's Supper. And they were all sitting around a table. And sitting at a table with other people and having a meal with them has always been a sign of friendship and fellowship Mm. and family. That's good. Family sat together at tables. Uh And Jesus said, he said, I'm your friend in John 15:15. 15, 15. Mm-hmm. He said, "I call you not servants, for the servant doesn't know what his master is doing." He said, "But I've called you friends." And so we're friends. And you know, that's what he said about Abraham. In 2nd Chronicles in the Old Testament, 2nd Chronicles 27, he says, "Are not you our God who did drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the seed of Abraham, your friend forever?" So, You know, friends set around tables together. Yes. And Jesus is our friend. So the Lord's Supper reminds us of that, that Jesus is our friend. And he wants to have fellowship with us. And he wants us to be a part of his family. Uh -uh. The Lord's Supper brings all this together because we're at the table with Jesus. So now let's look at the passage of Scripture that's most often used when the Lord's Supper is being taken at church. Uh, with the entire congregation. 1 Corinthians 11, uh, verses 23 through 34. And I'm going to read uh, there in that chapter, verses 23 through 31. And he says, For I have received of the Lord, that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take heed, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me." After the same manner also he took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the blood and the body of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he that eats and drinks unworthy eats and drinks damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. Now, in verse 24, Pastor Jamie, we see what the elements of communion are. They are the unleavened bread. This is important, unleavened bread, Mm -hmm. because leaven in the Bible represents sin. So they're using unleavened bread because Jesus didn't have any sin in his life. So that's why they're using unleavened bread, okay? So because it, it represented that Jesus didn't have any sin. And then they used, we use the grape juice in the cup. That represents Jesus' pure blood. And again, because Jesus had a sinless life. And so it, the grape juice represents Jesus' pure blood. And we might remind our listeners here... That while we're partaking of communion, we're partaking of his body and of his blood, that we are what we eat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we're partaking of Christ here. And that's who we're going to become. The more we partake of Christ, the more we're going to be like Christ. As a matter of fact, Jesus said in John six fifty three. then Jesus said unto them, truly, truly, I say unto you, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you will have no life in you. So in communion, we're actually doing exactly what Jesus is talking about here. He's talking about receiving communion, okay? And so, And then let's look at verse 25 that we just read. He talks about there a covenant. And so there's a new covenant and there's an old covenant. We know this from Hebrews 8 verse 13. It says, in that he says a new covenant, he has made the first old. Now that which decays and waxes old is ready to vanish away. So there's an old covenant and the old covenant was uh, under Moses, Hebrews 9.21 says, Moreover, he, Moses, sprinkled blood, both the tabernacle and the vessels of the ministry. So Moses sprinkled blood on the tabernacle, on the uh, vessels of the tabernacle. If you read Exodus twenty four eight, he also sprinkled blood on the people, okay? symbolizing that the people and all of the vessels were covered with the blood. But there's a problem, and the Bible points this out, with the blood of bulls and goats, because Hebrews 10 and 4 says, for it's not possible that the blood of bulls and goats shall take away your sins. And that's why we needed a new covenant made not with the blood of animals, but with the blood of a sinless man, Jesus Christ, to pay for our sins on the cross. Mm -hmm. And so this covenant, that's new covenant, that he talks about, Hebrews 13, 20 says, Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Mm. And so when we take communion, the Lord's Supper, we're saying, I'm a part of this everlasting covenant. I'm a part of the everlasting covenant. So let's look at verse 26 for a moment. He says, For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. So the verse tells us two things. We put our faith in the fact that Jesus died for us on the cross. But number two, as we take communion or the Lord's Supper, we're also reminded that Jesus is coming back. Mm-hmm. So when we take communion, we're reminding ourselves, yes, Jesus died on the cross for us, but we're also reminding ourselves that as Christians, we're looking for Jesus to come back and to take us to heaven with him by way of the rapture of the church. Mm-hmm. So we're we're reminding ourselves also of his coming back. And then in verse 28, it said, but let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. And when we take the Lord's Supper, it's a time, Pastor Jamie, for us to examine our spiritual life, our self examination. Yes. Ask yourself, how's your relationship with the Lord? Is there, is there any sin you need to, to repent of? Ask the Lord to forgive you. Is there anyone you need to forgive? Okay? You need to ask yourself that. And if so, forgive them. See, the Lord's Supper is a time for us to make sure that our relationship between us and Jesus is fresh and that there's no sin in our life and that we're not allowing sin to fester in our spiritual life. And so when you come to take communion, if you feel like there's something you need to repent for, then do that. Repent right then before you take communion. But But don't not take communion, okay? Because I've seen people do that. Mm -hmm. I, I know that people have done that, and they've told me, well, I didn't feel like I should because, yeah, I did need to repent. And so they said, you know, they didn't take communion. I'm like, no, don't do that. Because you know what, Pastor Jamie? As soon as we ask Jesus to forgive us, you can never be ever any cleaner than when you just ask Jesus to forgive you of something that's good and so so don't don't not take communion, just ask the Lord to forgive you, get right and then and then go ahead and take communion now now there are uh two ways you can take communion, really communion can be taken at home. people can take communion at home uh-huh. you don't need necessarily a minister. To To do it, you know, it's mm-hmm. because when you go back and look at the Passover, we know they did it family by family uh-huh. and each family did this together. Yes. So you can take communion at home with your family or, or just with your spouse or really, if you want to take communion by yourself, that's fine, too. You can yes. do that, too. Um, but we also want to say you need to take communion with the congregation. Yes. That's very important because you're taking it with your family, yes. they are your family. They're your church family. I love Acts two, verse forty six. It says, "And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart." From that verse, there, when we see that phrase there, "breaking bread," it it really sounds like that they were that they were taking communion on a regular basis wherever they were having church, because we know that they didn't have. Uh, churches like we have now. Now they they were having some meetings in the synagogue. Then they could they could do that. They allowed them to do that for a while anyway. But but they were also having church in people's houses. Uh-huh. And when they would get together to have church in people's houses, they would take communion. That's why he says that they were breaking bread from house to house. Uh-huh. So they were partaking of communion. And so we want to remind our listeners as we come to a close here of a couple of things. First of all, I don't want to forget to say that. Some people, one, taking communion, have been physically healed. Wow. Yeah, they've been physically healed. My pastor's wife had a pretty good testimony about taking communion one day, mm-hmm. and God really healed her. Uh-huh. And because we're talking about his broken body, yes. which which included the the stripes that they put on his back for our healing. Uh-huh. And so uh, this is not just a ritual. This is a spiritual experience. Yes. You can receive from God. Uh, during, during communion. Yes. So if you need healing, I always encourage you to believe for your healing mm-hmm. while you're taking communion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's our hope uh, that very soon you will take communion, the Lord's Supper, uh, maybe with your family, but but hopefully very soon, Pastor Jamie, they'll take it with a congregation, with the family of God. Because there's something special about taking it with the family of God. That's really what Jesus did, you know. Jesus took it with his 12 disciples, Uh -uh. and they they were his family, and and that's who he took it with. So there's something very special with taking it together with the congregation. So we hope this has been helpful to you today on the Lord's Supper.
0: Yes. Well, thank you, Pastor Ron. What a powerful uh, insight on the communion and the Lord's Supper—it's um, such so powerful. You know, we uh, die of a lack of knowledge. Yes, and so I appreciate the knowledge and wisdom that you are downloading inside of our listeners. So today, I'm just going to pray over yes. our listeners today and just just pray the the anointing of God upon their life. That something in this podcast today has touched their life, has opened their eyes. To the Lord's Supper Amen And and so let's pray today yes. Father we come boldly before your throne And God I lift up the listeners to you today And God maybe somebody Has been enticed to listen To this because it said the Lord's Supper And maybe they don't know you As their Lord and Savior And so yes. today God we just release that Into their life All you have to do is say Lord Jesus yes. Come into my heart and be Lord of my life yes. And you shall be saved And I believe that today That God is bringing forth salvation through this message. Through the Lord's Supper, He's bringing salvation. And God, those that are taking communion, I pray that if they need a miracle in their body, I pray that God, that you perform that in their life, God. God, because it's not by might nor by power, but it's by your Spirit. And God, we thank you for your Holy Spirit upon this podcast today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. We want you to be blessed. Thanks for listening. We hope you will stay connected by subscribing to our podcast and becoming a partner to our ministry. Go to BreakthroughEvangelism.com and follow us on all our
1: social media. We want you to be blessed.